All right. Yes, yes, yes. We are here doing it again this Friday, January 25th, 2019. And I think I'm coming in a little bit too hot. So let me get that down a little bit. Sorry about that. All right. So on this episode, <laughs> we got all kinds of things. And I sent, and, and I figured since it was Friday, I'll end it on kind of a fun little note. Because we need some kind of positive news, right? All right. So, start things off. Uh, this actually just happened. I was going to do a different story instead, but this one just happened. Uh, from the AP, Trump's retreat shut down ends without wall money for now. Ooh, some intrigue. All right. Uh, submitting to mounting pressure amid growing disruption, President Donald J. Trump agreed to a deal Friday to reopen the government for three weeks, backing down from his demand that Congress give him money for his border wall before federal agencies get back to work. Standing alone in the Rose Garden, Trump said that he would sign legislation funding shuttered agencies until February 15th and try again to persuade lawmakers to finance his long-sought wall. Long-sought-after. Right? Long-sought-after? Right. <clears throat> I ain't no English major. Uh, the deal he reached with uh, congressional leaders contains no new money for the wall but ends the longest shutdown in U.S. history. God damn it. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you threatened me with a good time, and then you took it away from me. All right, first the Senate, then the House swiftly and unanimously approved the deal, sending the legislation to Trump for his signature. Trump's retreat came in the 35th day of the partial shutdown as intensifying delays at the nation's airports and another missed payday for hundreds of thousands of federal workers brought new urgency to efforts to resolve the standoff. The shutdown was ending as Democrat leaders had insisted it must reopen the government first, then talk border security. <clears throat> and sorry about clearing my throat and everything. Uh, a little bit dry today. All right. President thought he could crack Democrats and he didn't. And I hope it's a lesson for him, said the Senate Democrat leader, Chucky Schumer. <clears throat> sorry again. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said of her members, our unity is our power. And blah, 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 and, all right, sorry. All right, all right. <laughs> uh, I didn't actually see the quote, but um, yeah, our unity is our power. And that is what maybe the president underestimated. Okay, whatever that means. So um, the government is uh, in operation. So it went from 92% to 100% again. Yay. I was so looking forward to lighting off illegal fireworks. Mm. Oh, well. I was just going to go outside, take the AR-15 and the Glock out there, and just shoot wildly into the trees. Yeah. Oh, well. guess that'll have, to, that'll have to come after February 15th when it shuts down again, right? Right? One can only hope. Okay, so uh, a little thing that uh, might have got missed today from some people. Um... <clears throat> Uh, Roger Stone uh, got arrested by the feds. And uh, I'm looking right here at his uh, criminal complaint, his charges. And, um, oh, how many of you think that they got him on Russian collusion of any kind? 
Anybody? Anybody? Want to take some guesses? Want to take? Want to lay down some bets on that one? No. 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 That is not the case. Uh, process crimes. Process crimes. Uh, Stone is indicted on one count of obstruction of an official proceeding, five counts of false statements, and one count of witness tampering. And uh, this uh, law blog, law blog. That one was a tongue twister. Um, it's called lawfareblog.com. And they have the uh, the actual document. So when you're in the show notes, uh, just be prepared. There's a 24-page uh, PDF that is on there that you can read through. And I just kind of skimmed through it. Um, and, yeah, it's basically, um, you know, um, here's one. In response, Stone took steps to obstruct these investigations, among other steps to obstruct, obstruct the investigations. Made multiple false statements uh, about his interactions regarding Organization One. Now, when you read the document, they're going to call things like Person One, Organization One, and stuff like that. Uh, and falsely denied process- possessing records that contained evidence of these interactions and attempted to persuade a witness to provide false testimony to and withhold pertinent information from the investigations. As process crime. The FBI basically found something to charge him with. Um, so, yeah, and I know some of you out there are going to say, he's trying to hide stuff, and, 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 and we all know Vladimir Putin is behind it. Uh, again, I ask for proof. And so far, the FBI hasn't delivered any. Okay? they All they have is this wishy-washy tale of uh, Trump, trying to build a building in Moscow and somehow Vladimir Putin paid for some Facebook ads just way the election, you know, after the election, he bought the Facebook ads, right? Yeah. Well, they stole information from the DNC. No, 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 no. It was downloaded from the DNC and it was given away. <laughs> yeah. So I invite people to go back and, and look over this uh, thing, but uh, yeah, so Roger Stone uh, was arrested by the FBI. CNN, um, uh, mysteriously enough, was uh, you know waiting there at Roger Stone's house uh, right when the FBI showed up for his raid. Nobody was called, of course, right? Am I am I too 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 deep into conspiracy theory on that one? That uh, maybe CNN got a phone call, a little tip off. Hey, by the way, this is gonna look real good on the cameras. <laughs> Okay, uh, I wasn't aware that I was wearing my monogrammed tinfoil hat. I will go ahead and take that off now. But, um, yeah, there you go. But we do actually have a win for liberty. And uh, this one, I'm actually going to kind of go through it. <clears throat> and this is uh, via the libertarianinstitute.org. That's um, uh, Scott Horton, Sheldon Richmond, um whole bunch of other people post articles up there and uh, all of it is uh, very very good um, I suggest uh, taking a look at it and um, the headline civil asset forfeiture suffers a crushing defeat and this is by uh, George Leaf um, and I'm just going to kind of go through the article uh, there are a few issues where Americans on both sides of our political divide are in agreement and one of them is the wrongfulness of civil asset forfeiture laws 
Um, yes. Under those laws, which exist at federal, state, and local levels, a person can be deprived of his property merely because a law enforcement official suspects that it might have somehow, some way, been involved in a crime. For example, if a person is stopped while carrying a lot of cash and the police suspect that the cash might have come from illegal drug transactions, the police can seize that money. Or, if a police officer thinks that the car was used for an illegal liaison with a prostitute, he can seize the vehicle. Cash, vehicles, jewelry, even real estate have been taken from their owners under civil asset forfeiture. Um, and uh, this... It just within itself is, you know, you know, if we're putting the state on trial, this would be like prime evidence. It's like, okay, look, look at this. This is denial of liberty, denial of property without due process. The Constitution, for whatever we make of it, and sure, I'll insert Lysander Spooner here, unfit to exist. Because they violate the Tenth Amendment all the time. So here it is. Um, in such cases, the property itself is deemed guilty of the supposed infraction. And once the government has gone through the necessary paperwork, it is forfeited, forfeited to the government. At that point, it is up to the owner to battle through the bureaucratic and legal thickets if he wants to recover the property. In that battle, the presumption of innocence does not apply. It is incumbent on the individual to prove the police were wrong reversing the way our criminal law system is supposed to work. All right, I'm going to read that last sentence again. It is incumbent on the individual to prove that the police were wrong, reversing the way our criminal law system is supposed to work. Which means you already have a government that gives them qualified immunity for whatever the fuck they're going to do. If they shoot a guy in a hallway... And make them do all these little contortive moves. And they're not going to tell the cop that he was uh, responsible for it. It, it. We even had a case here recently where a cop shot another cop by accident. Well, you know, it was in the performance of his duties and whoopsie. And we're not going to charge him. You know, that there's another case uh, from a few years ago where... Um, Mentally retarded man is in the middle of a street playing with a truck. You know, because he's he's got the mind of a seven-year-old, basically. And his caregiver comes out to get him out of the street. And some nosy-ass neighbor called it in as the, the man in the playing with the truck in the street had a gun. So a police officer showed up armed. And they tell the caregiver, hey, lay down, you know, back away from him. And they shot him. The guy's still alive, but they shot him. And even the guy, there's like a video of this, and I'm going to have to go look and see if I can find it. But he's like, man, what, why'd you shoot me? And the cop, you know, had a, basically almost no response to it. You know, and I can go on long tirades for being against cops. I can. And before you start in with the, oh, well, you know, those are those are some bad apples. You know, finish the phrase. A bad apple spoils the bunch. 
I've often said that there's no such thing as a good cop. Well, how how can you say that? You know, my brother's a cop. You know, my best friend from high school's a cop. He's an all right guy. We have him over at parties. Yeah, but he's there enforcing unjust laws. So yeah, maybe he gets written up every month because he doesn't do his, uh, uh, you know, doesn't act in accordance with the performance of his duties or whatever uh, legal speak that they use. And basically it's a quota for ticket writing. You know, everywhere I drive, I'm usually five to ten miles over. I could get pulled over at any time. But is it a crime? No. Nobody's property was violated. I didn't run into anybody. I didn't kill them. I'm just going a little fast down the road. You know, on the conversely, I, I there's people around here in Baton Rouge who drive ten to fifteen miles under the speed limit wherever they go, you know, for safety. Oh yeah, you'll see them. Yeah, out there. BMW 5 Series. You know, the ultimate driving machine, but here we are. Speed limit says 55. We're doing 40, baby. Nobody in front of them. Go to pull around them. You know, because, you know, I got the Dodge Charger of Doom. You know, I can go around you. Honking their horns, flashing their light, rolling down their window, flipping me off. You're not being safe. Slow it down. Ugh. You know. But civil asset forfeiture, and to go back to my uh, point, <clears throat> you know, this is a um, this is a terrible thing. So, how was it dealt a crushing defeat? So, uh, in New Mexico in 2016, uh, resident there, Arlene, uh, Harjos, Harjos, it's H-A-R-J-O-J-O. So would we say Harjo? Or am I assuming Hispanic in, anyways, uh, Arlene, her son asked whether he could borrow her car to go to the gym. She agreed to his request and expected him to return within a few hours, but he did not return that night. The next morning, Arlene found out that he had been arrested for driving while intoxicated after a rendezvous with his girlfriend. At the point of arrest, Albuquerque police seized her car for forfeiture. Of course, Arlene had not been convicted of drunken driving, and under the New Mexico FA something law, uh, forfeiture, maybe, I don't know. Uh, they just put a, uh, a thing here. So, uh, her property should not have been confiscated, but Albuquerque was ignoring the law. Why have the pe- why have the ink on the paper? If you're not going to do what the ink on the paper tells you to do, why even have it? Unfit to exist. Uh, and apparently that's, that's, uh, that is, uh, no different in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So... Uh, in an effort at preventing the forfeiture of her vehicle, she paid $50 to have a hearing with the city attorney. He offered her this settlement. The city would not keep her car if she paid $4,000 and agreed to boot it, render it inoperable. For 18 months, so a year and a half, she can't have her car. She can pay $4,000, have the car sitting in her driveway, immobile. How generous! <laughs> Yeah. 
Arlene could not, however, afford either the monetary costs or the loss of the transportation, so she declined the offer. An important fact that would later come to light in the city's attorney's salary was paid entirely out of vehicle forfeiture revenues. <laughs> oh, Jesus, I could have laughed to keep myself from crying or throwing my fist through my laptop monitor. Um, having declined the settlement offer, Arlene next had to meet with the city's chief hearing officer. In that meeting, she argued that her car should be returned to her because the city ordinance accepted innocent owners from forfeiture. But the chief hearing officer ruled that she had not carried her burden of proving that she was, in fact, an innocent owner under the law. Therefore, at his direction, the city proceeded to file to have her car forfeited to it. The stones on these motherfuckers. Luckily for Arlene, the case had come to the attention of the crack legal team at the Institute for Justice, which filed suit against Albuquerque in 2016. Uh, during case discovery, a crucial fact emerged, namely that the driving incident and arrest had occurred outside of the city limits, and therefore the seizure and forfeiture of Arlene's car was illegal. Albuquerque officials had access to the police report showing the arrest took place outside the city limits, but somehow they managed to overlook the car's location. Discovery also showed that the employees who conduct the background checks prior to the forfeiture actions also had a financial stake in the cases since they too were paid out of forfeiture funds. Once the embarrassing fact that the whole case was a, quote, mistake, unquote, was revealed, Albuquerque dropped its forfeiture action against Arlene, but she was not about to drop her suit against the city because she had suffered considerable damages as a result of the wrongful action. Well, yeah, you're doing without your car, and if you don't have $4,000 hanging around, chances are, you, you know, that you might as well just said $10 million. You know, anyone who's actually been to Albuquerque, New Mexico, you can tell it's, there. they ain't a whole lot of rich people running around there. You know, New Mexico as a state, I mean, it's... It's not a, a rich person's haven. I mean, it's in the middle of the fucking desert. And it's it's working class people out there. You know, you're telling is yeah, you know, pay me $4,000 and you can have your car back, but you have to keep it immobile in your driveway. I mean, you might as well just told her, you know, hey, why don't you just go ahead and get fired from your job and then... Hmm... So, from this whole case, um, the decision uh, basically came down to uh, that the city of Albuquerque's forfeiture officials have an unconstitutional incentive to prosecute forfeiture cases. Because those funds get put in a special fund, and the program can spend without meaningful oversight, all of its excess funds it raises from previous years. The, in, the incentive violates the right to due process protected by the four, 14th Amendment because government officials must not be biased in making their decisions. Again, it's ink on a paper. It don't mean shit. I mean, this literally is not worth the paper it's written on, right? So uh, New Mexico overturned its uh, forfeiture thing until an actual criminal case has been prosecuted so basically now if you commit a crime 
and whatever sorry for hitting the mic whatever property is there that can be seized you know but you actually have to be com- be convicted of the crime first which I, I think if everybody here would agree to that you know it's like yeah this guy over here um, he drove drunk and plowed into a, a woman's house you know it's like oh well yeah <laughs> You know, there's an actual victim here, but my anarchist side is like, eh, well, you know, I, that can all be handled by a mediator. Proper proper restitution could be paid. Then, yeah, maybe the uh, the drunk driver goes free, and you know, he's still walking around, but he's earning a living, and maybe he has to set a few bucks aside every week to pay the person that he uh, ran into the house for, right? You know, us libertarian anarchist types, we don't may not have all the answers, but we do know one thing. That people acting voluntarily with each other is going to be a hell of a lot better than the than the system that we got now, especially in this case in Albuquerque, New Mexico, where. You know, the city attorney, uh, people running background checks, they're all getting paid out of this uh, asset forfeiture fund. And they can spend money out of it with not a whole lot of oversight on it. I'll guarantee you these guys have got better computers than I do that they can take home. You know. Case stinks to high heaven. I, I tell you, I'm, I'm glad that she got some kind of justice in the whole thing. But jeez. 2016, so that was three years ago. So... All right, so last thing, Friday, we're going to do a fun one. And uh, I have often uh, dropped this little nugget uh, just to kind of get a rise out of people. And it turns out that a uh, website actually has posted (laughs) uh, one of my conspiracy theories. And uh, it looks like I'm definitely not the only one who knows about this. So TV conspiracy theory theory was Angela Lansbury actually a serial killer on murder she wrote okay her character Jessica Fletcher right okay so uh, murder she wrote is a uh, beloved television mystery series that follows a middle-aged widow turned amateur detective Jessica Fletcher murders just keep happening around this sweet older woman she is just so alarmingly acute at solving them people rarely ask questions But given all we know about murder profiling, serial killers, and pure logic, isn't it more likely that she's the ruthless murderer? It continues. Uh, Based on Occam's Razor, which posits that the simplest explanation is most likely Jessica would be the killer. It's highly implausible that a civilian just so happens to be at the scene of a mind-boggling number of murders without being guilty. Even more implausible is how she is able to secure sufficient evidence via snooping and casual conversation to find the killer. I've got your number, Mrs. Fletcher. Yep. Uh, so basically the premise is <clears throat> uh, the, the sleepy little town, main town of uh, Cabot Cove. Uh, if, if, if you ever watch the series, uh, there's like a murder there every week. And I can't imagine a small town in Maine has got a murder rate that would rival most large cities. Uh, 
Um, so she's there. She speaks with this transatlantic accent. Uh, some people might mistake it for a British accent, but I think it's more transatlantic than anything else. Uh, that's where you're, where you're putting on airs. Uh, good example of what transatlantic uh, accent would be would be Ted Kennedy. You know, where most of us, we would say half an inch. Well, he would say half an inch. You know, you're, you I'll go to Harvard. Man, ugh. <laughs> Makes me sick just even talking like that. But, um, so yeah, the, the theory goes is that she was so adept at, uh, at getting enough evidence to prove that, you know, person X or person Y was the one who actually did the murder. And she just, you know, she just happens to be there. All right. All this stuff just happens around her. Um, so yeah. So the theory goes that, uh, she, you know, picks, uh, her victim, right. Which is going to be the person who is going to be found guilty of murdering somebody else. So she would go and actually murder that person because she knows that there may be, you know, bad blood between them because uh, most murders are usually uh, going, you know, the victim is often going to know their killer, right? So it, a lot of family drama and stuff end up in murders. Um, so she would kind of figure this stuff out because, you know, Cabot Cove is a small town in Maine, right? So... <laughs> She's she's a gossip queen, so she gets to hear all the all the stuff, and you know maybe she spends a little bit of time doing some research. You know, in the 1980s, I mean, was that going to be? You know, you're gonna go, you know, physically tap somebody's phone or go and hang out outside their house and listen in. Um, so yeah, so she would go and kill somebody, and then through this whole sweet old lady, I'm a murder novelist, uh, you know, sometime private detective. I I know you did it because this this and this. And of course, the police are like, well, yeah, that makes sense. And we're never going to suspect a sweet old lady who just writes books, books for a living. Some would say confessions. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I just kind of wanted to end it on something a little fun. Uh, if you want to check that out, uh, I'll have it linked in the show notes as far as the, the thing. But it's uh, <laughs> I love TV conspiracy theories. Uh, this has always been one of my favorite ones. Another good one was the um, Casper the Ghost is actually Richie Rich after he died. So <laughs> that's always a good one. But uh, anyways, guys, that's going to do it for me. So now we're just going to go ahead straight into the plugs. Uh, I've done an episode every day this week, so I'm pretty sure you're tired of hearing about it. Um, but we will do it regardless. Uh, so uh, I do have a Patreon um subscriber now uh you know can't thank that guy enough uh, it was awesome to get that email so patreon.com forward slash rebel with the show podcast Re- did i just say rebel with a show hmm no rebel with a cause podcast there you go uh bitbacker.io forward slash user forward slash rebel with the cause podcast if uh, the crypto uh you, you don't feel like hodling anymore and you want to want to part some ways with it Got a couple options there for you. Of course, I have all the other uh, crypto addresses if you want to drop some digital tips that way. Uh, you want to buy a t-shirt? You want to buy a mug? Teespring.com forward slash Rebel with a Cause podcast. Uh, working on some new designs, trying to get it up there. Eh, you know, I, I do it when I can. Uh, very busy guy. Uh, also, I have a PayPal. So PayPal.me forward slash Rebel with a Cause show. That one is the show. 
Uh, other than that, that's going to do it. So coming up uh, tomorrow, that is Saturday, the 26th, uh, I am going to be a guest on the Shakedown Shan podcast. Old Shannon Murphy is going to be uh, interviewing me about what I don't know. I don't know the details yet. Uh, but that'll be uh, available for release um, the day after. I think uh, that's the little post that she put there today. Uh, and then Sunday, I'm going to be talking with Nikki P of the uh, Sounds Like Liberty podcast. We're going to talk some music. So that's going to be fun. I've basically had podcasts seven days in a row. This is crazy. I don't know what I was thinking. I'm definitely not going to do this again. This experiment is a complete failure. <laughs> well... Not failure, because I actually did it, right? But I don't want to do this. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. So maybe I'll do more than one a week from now on, but I, I think every day is a, is a bit of a stretch. Because, like, you know, it's Friday, and my voice is... Yeah, it's starting to go. So, anyways, uh, catch you guys uh, again next week on my podcast uh be looking forward to shakedown shans and uh, sounds like liberty coming up um i'll see if i can get the audio and post it for myself but if not uh definitely check out those guys anyways because they're all one uh fun and wonderful so with that i'll see you guys next week with a brand new episode of rebel with the cause out